G'day, what's up? It's Aiden Jones, and you're listening to Sitting Under a Tree. It's Tuesday, the 6th of June, 2023. Hell yeah, dude. Hell friggin' yeah, is how I'm feeling right now. Oh, mate. I'm feeling good. I've got a plan. You know what? Oh, fucking God damn it. Every every time I sit down to do the podcast, I think I've got all my little bits organized. All my little fucking items and cues and I've written down my list. I've got my tea. I've set the recorder up. I'm fucking... (sighs) Every time I forget something. Here's a poem to open this week's proceedings. What do we got? Did I like this poem? Maybe. I don't know. Here it is. A plan so reassuring like the sight of morning come again against the night. Of shining rays through dreary hanging clouds or rain extinguishing the burning bush. Now, finally, a plan and steady breath. Come on, man. That's how I feel right now. I got a plan. I got shit clear. I'm back from Brisbane. I'm back from Gold Coast. I'm fucking, I'm in Melbourne. Home sweet home. (sighs) This tea's going to be too hot. I know it. I knew it. (laughs) I absolutely knew it. I jumped the gun there. I just feel very clear at the moment. I, um, it's, it's been, I've had some lows last week, last Monday. I sounded so good. Didn't I, as I was writing my list for this week of things that I've done of like every day, I write a little note that day so I can kind of go back to it. If I run out of shit to say in the moment, and last week I had a sick day, didn't I? I fucking finished all of my, oh, actually I've still got one invoice that needs to be sent to me so I can finalize the rest of my accounts. But I did my accounts last week. It felt so good. And then um, I left Brisbane on Tuesday. I had a gig in, I had gigs in Gold Coast all Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then uh, Sunday flew home. This is a recording on Monday, which, you know, that happens all the time. Um, yeah, so I flew home. What, no, what am I talking about? No, I was in Brisbane on Tuesday. I woke up there and then, uh, yeah, went into the city, packed all of my bags, went into the city, jumped on uh, – or jumped – Got into a cafe. All right. So I was on the train to the Gold Coast and I had a, I think I had a panic attack is what happened. And here's the reason or here's the thing that set it off. Before I was on the train, I went to a cafe. I went to this sick cafe. Now I can't remember what it's called, but it's in the center of Brisbane and I always end up there. Um, I got in there with all of my bags. I just felt like a bit, it's embarrassing to be rolling around with fucking three bags. You know, you just feel like a bum. It's not a good look or if it's not a good look, I don't know if people notice, but it doesn't feel good. And I walked into this nice cafe with my three bags and I'm like, what's up? Can I get a seat? And I went to sit where she directed me to. And then I just have these three fucking big bags, you know, and I'm like stacking them up and she's like, oh, can we put them over here? I was like, please, please put them wherever you like. Thank you for not just like, thank you for letting me be here. It just feels like not, I don't know, what is it? It feels like if you've got that many bags, if you need to carry that much stuff around, your life is just not in order. Like, 
I don't know. I've I've never really said this out loud, but like part of the indignity of being homeless, which I'm not, but like you see a homeless person, they carry all their shit around. It's not, it's like the more stuff you have on you, the less stuff you have in your life. Because when you're carrying your stuff around, it's like, this is all I have and I've got nowhere to put it. And like me, you know, I've got one place that I rent, but like whenever I go anywhere else, what is it? I guess I just, I can't afford to go for a short amount of time or like I'm always moving around or I'm like walking and getting the train places. Like if you, if you have your stuff on you, it means you don't have enough money to get a cab to where you're going. And yeah, I mean, I guess... Like, if I wanted to go to a... cat, Like, all right, what version of me would not have... I'm trying to untangle this thought. What version of me would not have all of my bags on? Well, I guess if I had heaps of money, I probably wouldn't be staying at my friend's house in Brisbane as nice as it is to just be, like, staying with mates. I'd probably get a hotel in the city. And then if I got a hotel in the city... I wouldn't need to be cruising with my bags to the cafe because what I would have done, yeah, I would have checked out of the hotel and left my bags there, gone to the cafe and written with just my backpack or fucking whatever and uh, and then gone back to the hotel, got my bags, got the train or ideally fucking got a cab or hired a car. <laughs> Rather than having to get the train, you know, get a cab to Gold Coast. What did that cost? 200 bucks or 150 bucks or something probably. Who cares? Who cares? You've got heaps of money. Get the fucking cab, you know? I guess what I'm trying to say is me having bags on me is a kind of reflection of the fact that I'm not living the life that I would like to live, i.e. I don't have unlimited money. (laughs) Money is a factor. Money is a factor. (laughs) The better mood I'm in, the worse the singing gets. (laughs) Oh, that tea's still slightly too hot, but I took a big fucking gulp then. (sighs) So I cruise into this cafe with my bags. And uh, I'm sitting at this one spot, a little bit back from the window. I go to them, hey, can I get a spot at the window? And they're like, oh, no, there's a big table at the window. They're not at the window, but they're next to it. So if you sit at the window, you'll kind of be in their way if they want to get, I don't know, whatever. It felt like they just didn't want me to sit at the window. Probably not true. It's probably perfectly legitimate. They just, there was another table there and they wanted to spread people out so people weren't cramped. But I wanted to sit next to the window because that's the nicest spot to sit. Anyway, the big table left after I've been sitting there for a while. And uh, I was just like, you know what? Fucking let me sit down. Let me get to the window. I said, can I sit at the window now? And they said, yup. And I, what I was trying to do was I was, I was not writing jokes. I was trying to plan my like my my attack with like working on business working on i like have this idea for um, or a friend had an idea for me that i'm going to run with where i pitch myself to corporate speakers 
as like a, a writing coach to help them find the funny in their stories. It's what I've done for her. She's a corporate speaker. She thinks I can do it for other people. I think that'd be really cool work to use my skills that I've accrued in 12 years as a stand-up comic and use them to teach other people how to do that so they can make money and I can charge for that. It's very exciting. I was doing that. I was also planning what I want to do with the website, with uh, getting people to my shows and with the new podcast because I was planning to launch the podcast. Basically, I was just trying to plan my week out and think about how the business is going to work and what the customer journeys are for how I'm going to make money. So I'm sitting there with my notebook open and I'm doing that and I see a friend. I'm in the window. I'm in the window. I'm in the window. (laughs) That's where I am. I'm in the window. (laughs) The window to your heart (laughs) and to your soul. I'm in a good mood, man. Fuck off. All right? Just forget it. <laughs> Imagine I just I, I just turn the point. You know what? Just fucking forget it and I just stop the podcast and never do it again. Oh, that'd be sad. No fucking way, man. I'm doing this podcast until I kill myself. Um, when you guys don't write in. <laughs> okay, come on, Aiden. Focus on the story. So I'm in the window. I'm in the window. And and I see a friend of mine who who I've known for fucking years. Good dude. Owns a sick bar called Alba's Bar in Delhi in Brisbane. And uh, I see him out in the street. He's about to come into the cafe. I'm like, yo. He's like, oh. I'm like, brother. And he comes in and he sits down. He gets a coffee. I'm like, join. Please join. Yes, man. And we're having a chat. And he's like, what are you doing? What are you writing? And I'm just like, man, you know what? I'm actually fucking not so much writing jokes as I am trying to plan my life. Um, And he kind of digs a little bit and I'm just like, I can't remember what I said first. Maybe I even mentioned the breakup. I was like, you know, me and my girlfriend just broke up and, uh, and it's just kind of thrown a bit of a harsh light on the state of my life and my career and my finances. And I just, just like my ability to, do what I want is severely hindered by the fact that I don't make any money. I don't have any reliable income coming in, in my career, whatever. Just, I just kind of spill that on him. And I'm like, what I'm doing here is my friend has just had an idea for me for a business where I pitch myself as a writing coach for public speakers, corporate speakers. And I think it's a really cool idea. So I'm just trying to plan what that'll look like and uh, create a landing page on my website and make moves to try and make that happen. I kind of spill it all on him and he's like, he's like, yeah, man. I'm like, you know, I'm like thinking like maybe 200 an hour and he's like, dude, up more, charge more. I'm like, yeah, fucking sick, whatever. And I just, what was the, I said something like, you know, I just am thinking like, I just don't have any money and I've been doing comedy for 12 years and I'm just fucking sick of it. And I want to figure out a way to make some money. And he looked at me kind of sagely with a little smile on his face and went, oh yeah, give up the whole starving artist bit, huh? (sighs) Give up the whole starving artist bit. 
is what he said. That tea's perfect now. And that just fucking hit me right in the chest. He called it a bit. Like it's a choice. Like it really just drove home the perception that I don't even know if he meant it like this, but it's just like you choose to be a starving artist. And I've romanticized the idea of the starving artist forever. I'm like, this is me. I do stand up and people just, they don't accept me. They don't get it. They don't see what I'm doing. Blah, 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 blah. And that's why I don't make any money. And I'm so great and I have this pure artistic vision and I do all of this stuff not to make money. In fact, I almost shun <laughs> the making of money. <laughs> because somehow making money is like, you know, it's like, man, if you make money, you must be compromising your artistic vision. <laughs> you don't want to make money because then you got to do stuff. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it is. It's like, you can't go making money because if you're making money, then that means someone's giving you money. And when someone gives you money, then that means that you're beholden to someone and you have, you owe someone something, you have some kind of responsibility. I just am by my nature insubordinate and angry and bitter and ungrateful and all of these things. And just, I've, I've always reveled in the freedom to have nothing and in having nothing, I guess, pretend that I have the respect of people around me. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck it is. I mean, I think I do have the respect of the people in my community, but it's I'm fucking sick of acting like that's the only thing that I want. Because it's not. What I want is money. Is <laughs> freedom. Is the ability to, if I meet a girl who, that I like, go move with them to the other side of the world if I want to do that and see what happens and not have to have that be the fucking be all and end all <sighs> because it shouldn't have to be nothing should have to be meeting a girl and going okay I like this girl shouldn't be like the start of a decision that's like okay I'm gonna fucking potentially ruin my entire life it just doesn't need to fucking be that And that, I just, it's a, it's a huge lesson for this, from this breakup for me. It's just like, even, um, even like a, a big pattern in my life forever has been that I, I'm waiting around for something to happen to me rather than making something happen myself and you know, you're allowed to accept help from people and it's nice when people want to help you because it means you're doing something right. It means you've made an impact on them and their life. But I just, you know, stand up like like wanting to get a manager and then like having management and then seeing that the thing that they do for me is not actually something, it's something that I could, whatever. But like, you know, I always thought in stand up, I just, someone just has to believe in me and then someone did believe in me and it wasn't enough. It's not enough for someone to believe in you. Everyone has to believe in you. You got to convince every single person to come through the door. Uh, so, um, you know, and then like, I mean, this relationship, 
trying to speak from my perspective. I don't want to speak for her or for anyone else or give away any details of someone else's life. This is my thing that I'm sharing. I, I think like a part of me, like I want to move back to the UK. Also, I really cared about my girlfriend. Those are two things that are true. None of them more true than the other. But the fact that the one of them comes along and then the other one happens to exist, like here's this girl who I care about and she's moving to the UK, which is a goal of mine to move to just live somewhere else maybe the uk or maybe anywhere but then to have her come along it's like it's very convenient you know like am i just using the convenience of caring about someone it's not insidious i don't i'm really trying to make sure that this isn't like i don't think i've done this intentionally to kind of manipulate my affections for someone or someone else's affections for me but it's just like why do i need it to be, why am I moving to the UK for a girl? Why don't I move to the UK for me? And I mean, really, I don't even want to move to the UK. I mean, I do, but more than that, I want to move to New York. Whisper it, Aiden. You want to move to New York. Oh, man. <laughs> and it just feels so far away. As that line from Gatsby again. Oh my God. It's New York. It's the green light. His dream must have seemed so close he could hardly fail to reach it. Little did he know it was already behind him. I don't fucking know, man. It just like, why am I waiting for something or someone or some set of circumstances to choose my fucking future? Have I been hammering this point home for long enough that you guys are all bored? Holy dooly. So when my friend said, yeah, give up the whole starving artist bit, it hit me because it just felt like he was going, yeah, man, it's your responsibility to earn money in life. You don't, no one's going to fucking do it for you. No one's going to throw money at you. And it just fucking broke my heart, I think, a little bit. Not that he would say that, but to realize that, that that's what I've been doing. Again, I've just been fucking waiting. And, you know, we chatted for a bit more and it was really cool. And then he left and um, I picked up my three fucking bags <laughs> and I got on the train to Gold Coast and I, I got to the train station and I got on the train and I just sort of sat there for a bit and I felt this tension rising and I sat there and I sat there and there were like three or four like European young, like 20-ish year old guys. I think that maybe they were speaking German or Polish or some shit. I don't know. They were sitting at the, at the thing across from me and I had all of my bags there and I just didn't know what to do. I was like, I, could I listen to a podcast or I do on social media? I've no one to talk to. I feel like I've no one to talk to. That was just the thing going round and round in my head. Do I message my girlfriend and tell her that I'm really struggling? Do I message my mom? Do I message a friend, any friend? I can't think of anyone. I thought of someone. I have a friend, a, a good friend in the UK who's messaged and called me in the past when he's been having a tough time with mental health stuff and I just I've never really had any experience like that before of like I mean I I kept just saying to myself I think I'm having a panic attack I think I'm having a panic attack um yeah it wasn't like a desperate thing I mean a friend told me about a panic attack that he had where 
um, he took all of his clothes off in a hotel room after a gig and stood on top of a chair and called his brother crying. So I didn't have that. Another friend told me of a panic attack he had where he thought he was having a heart attack and he called an ambulance and left a gig <laughs> in an ambulance. <laughs> Went to the hospital. Mine wasn't as bad as that. It wasn't any of those things. <coughs> but I just felt like I was really alone and I didn't know who to call. And so I called I, I called my pal and he I just messaged him. I messaged him. I said, I think I'm having a panic attack and just had all this other stuff. And he called me back at 3 a.m. in the UK. He called me straight away. And um, we just chatted and he made fun of me for a bit. I was saying about about how I was like thinking in the UK, like, you know, just, I was just the whole, I don't know. I was just vomiting stuff at him. But at one point I was like, man, why the fuck? Like, how was I going to move to the UK? Like, I had no plan. I was talking about working in childcare or like disability support for a bit, like just starting some new career. I've never done that. And then like maybe I'd go back to working coffee, but I don't know if there's cafes. Like, am I going to work in a, in a fucking Costa coffee in this small town in the UK? And he was like, mate, if you worked in a Costa coffee, I would drive from York down to that town to take a photo of you because I know how much that goes against everything you stand for in life. <laughs> it's true, you know. Oh my God. Oh my God. That was, yeah, it was really great to talk to him, man. It was fucking so scary. I mean, it is so scary. It's scary to know. It's, it's, it's like, I guess, embarrassing to think that I've been living my life forever, hoping that something would happen to me. And then the scary thing for the future is to know that it's all within my control, whether I do these things that I want to do and whether I make money, you know, from the thing that I've been doing and, and whatever, whatever, because like the truth of the matter is like, I can't work a fucking job i can't do it and i'll try again but i've tried so many times like this is what i mean when i've i've been fired from 14 jobs that's not a joke that's not a lie that's a fucking i've been fired (laughs) 14 times and and like as I say just now, like in, when I was going to move to the UK and I was going to, I was thinking about trying to get work in disability support. It's like, I wouldn't have been able to do that. I know I wouldn't have been able to do that. I would have started doing it and I would have enjoyed it for a bit. And then after a while, it would have gotten really old and I would have started to resent the work, resent the people employing me. I probably would have even resented the fucking disabled people. <laughs> I would have I would have started projecting onto them this insidious like they're just using me. <laughs> I would have started to be like these are the smartest people in the world. These are the Illuminati. This guy with down syndrome cuz <laughs> I would have man, I'm not gracious enough. <laughs> Just a fucking bitter. Oh man, I'm writing that down. I'm writing. I can't. I think that's the idea for a funny bit. I can't work in 
disability support. That might be the idea for a really good bit. Imagine that because every boss I've ever had, I've started to resent and I've started to believe that they're exploiting me. But when you work disability support, who's the boss? It's the disabled people. <laughs> but imagine that being so bitter that you start to have some some kind of fucking fantasy or like, you know. <laughs> it's a good idea for a bit and I'm going to work on it. Mm-mm. Oh. You know, yesterday when I got home, I was... Um, I listened to, oh man, it was so fucking great yesterday. I got up early. Oh, what do I want to talk about first? There's two people who have inspired me this week. James Donald Forbes McCann, to my mind, one of the great artists working in comedy in this country. And um, and then the other one is the dude who runs the gigs that I do two or three times a year in the Gold Coast. And they've inspired me for very different reasons. <sighs> so uh, I guess I'll start with the guy in the Gold Coast. The dude in the Gold Coast, I won't use his name because he's not necessarily a public figure, but he's, uh, I guess, becoming like a good friend. Um, I go up there, I do the gigs for him every week. And just the way that he lives his life, and I've not, this is stuff that I've said to him, so I, I feel like... Oh, I'll, I'll try not to do too much. It, it just the way that he lives his life is he does exactly what he wants. I'll leave it at that. He really compromises for no one. He does exactly what he wants, does the absolute bare minimum of not what he wants to make money, has, le- has like figured out a way to just make money in and to be around people professionally that he enjoys their company and um, so he just does the minimum amount of work possible to make enough money that he can live. And then when he's not doing that, which is a very small amount of his week, the rest of the time, he does exactly what he wants. He plays video games. He hangs out with friends. He talks shit. He watches movies. And like... It's it's a kind of a terrifying thing to witness because on one hand, it's exactly what, I mean, it's what like a 15-year-old a version of me would want. It's what I did when I was 15 and 16, like just just play video games and talk shit with my friends. But at some point, I decided that I had ambitions and that I wanted to make art, I guess, that I wanted to create something that I wanted to be loved by lots and lots and lots of people. And to do that, I have to travel everywhere and do all this stuff and write jokes and fucking learn how to use Facebook ads (laughs) and whatever the fuck else I spend my time doing. Um, But this guy's just gone, no, I don't want any of that. I don't care. I just want to play games and watch movies and hang out with mates. And so that's just, that's what he does. And he stays up for you know, all night and I don't know, man. I said to him, we were driving in the car one day and I said, look, dude, like if I, 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 it's, it's, I love that you do this, but if I did it after a couple of days, I would be so sad. I just know I would because like, you know, even if I take drugs and stay up all night, 
the next day, I just start to feel like, oh my God, I've wasted my life. I just have this guilt that comes in. He just doesn't have it. He doesn't have that guilt. He just allows himself to do that stuff. And it's fucking, it's awesome. It's inspiring. It's noble. <laughs> it's incredible. I love it. We watched a couple of movies. We watched Point Break. Point Break was another movie like that. Patrick Swayze. I'd never seen Patrick Swayze in anything before. We watched that last week and then last night at home. Last night I got home and I cleaned the house and I listened to James Forbes, James Donald Forbes McCann's podcast all all day and then at night I made myself a bit of food and I watched Dirty Dancing and it was fucking sick. But anyway, I'll talk about that in a bit. Um, point break, Patrick Swayze plays a surfer who also robs banks but he doesn't even rob banks for money. He just robs banks for the thrill. He's just a thrill seeker. He wants to surf the biggest wave just to do it. He's just doing things just to do them. It's beautiful. And then the guy's trying to catch him because he's robbing banks and so the FBI agent goes undercover as a surfer but kind of gets converted. And uh, I just, yeah, what a fucking movie, man. The guy's just living completely in the moment and he has that fire in him. It's a very romantic it's yeah, it's complete, complete fucking romance, man. And um, yeah, I guess like that dude on the Gold Coast is doing something that I'm not, and I'm not talking about staying up all night. I'm talking about knowing what you want and just going. It's my responsibility to make that happen. It's my responsibility to fucking get the thing that I want and just go and just get it and have it and and enjoy it. And he's figured out what he wants and he's doing it. And when I woke up, I woke up at five on uh, Sunday morning to get my flight because I decided that I didn't want to stump for an Uber. It's too much money. So I um, decided I was going to get up early and just get the, the walk to the bus and I would get the tram and then the bus or whatever. And I got up and then one of the guys was like, man, I'll just give you a lift to the airport. I was like, you fucking what? You are incredible. You're an amazing person. And he was like, yeah, dude, I'll just go outside for a cigarette and then I'll give you a lift to the airport. So he did. And I was standing there while he was having a cigarette. And the three guys had been up all night. <clears throat> they were just playing games. And I was just saying goodbye to the, the other two guys there. Thanks for having me. See you next time. Always a pleasure. Always a joy. Always fun. And homeboy goes, um, man, you should be playing this game, you know. And I'm like, oh, yeah, man, fucking I don't know, though. You know, I just don't really. <laughs> I don't think it's something that I want to do to play a game like that. I think it'll make me feel bad in the long run. I know, you know, I'm aware of my feelings, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, he said the most profound thing. He goes, imagine just, uh, imagine just having a thought. And just doing that until you have another thought. <laughs> and then he just started laughing. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck, man? Imagine just having a thought and doing that until you have another thought. Just having that thought and just going, I want to do what that thought is. And then you just keep doing that until you have another thought. And then you just go and follow that thing. And you just do that forever. I mean, that is complete Zen Nirvana, isn't it? Oh, 
truly incredible living in the moment say what you will about diablo 4 or whatever <laughs> computer game fuck man it was incredible and then you know before i knew it my man was off to take me to the airport to fly home and yeah so i get home sit in the lounge for a bit the virgin the virgin lounge for high rollers and uh have my little food you know sleep on a fucking chair for an hour and a half feel ashamed <laughs> do all of that stuff um get on the plane land get home and uh i'm home and i'm like i'm fucking motivated man and you know what i haven't said this on the pod yet but here it is i wrote a list of things to do when me and my ex broke up uh, almost a month ago it's getting close to a month ago now um and here's the list and then I'll, I so it's breakup list i wrote it on I, there's a little tear out there's a bunch of little tear out bookmark sized things in my diary that i got myself at the start of the year so i thought i'd tear one of them out write a bunch of things on them and then cross them off in the coming weeks and months to just give myself a sense of progress and look at the distance that i've i've gotten between myself and this breakup things to focus on so the things were clean room mow lawn new recipe uh, friend's wedding. Don't want to say the name. Release still not drunk episode one. Documentary on Film Hub. Automate mailing list. Dad's birth certificate. Mushrooms. Send tea. Talk with name of my ex before leave and wedding suit. Now the things are those that I I, I mowed the lawn first. I think I mowed the lawn like the next day. Uh, Dad's birth certificate. Um. Did I do that? Yeah, I got that. that. That arrived. Even though, whatever, even though I'm not going to the UK now anymore, still to get dad's birth certificate. That was important. Send tea. I, uh, uh, someone bought a t-shirt and I had to send it to them. Automate mailing list. I also did. Documentary on Film Hub. I didn't end up doing that, but I, I released the documentary to YouTube. Done. Then we're getting into the last few weeks. Talk with X before leave. Did that as well. Um, that was very sad. I talked about that a few weeks ago. Release Still Not Drunk Episode 1. I fucking did that this week. By the way, thank you to anyone who has listened to Still Not Drunk. If you haven't, go to uh, my website, I guess, adamjonescomedy.com slash podcast. You will find Still Not Drunk there as well as this podcast if you don't know what this is that you're listening to. Um, I've released the first two episodes, Sashi Pereira Ep 1 and Ben Knight Ep 2. And the reels, follow it, still not drunk pod on uh, Instagram as well. There's reels up on there. I'm sharing them to my personal page, but whatever. I'm going to use that just to kind of track who's actually really following the podcast. I got plans, man, promoting the podcast in the future, maybe at the end of the month after I've released kind of like, oh, maybe, maybe in a few weeks, whatever. After I've released like four or five episodes i'm going to go through everyone who follows the podcast and i'm going to personally ask them to rate it on itunes or spotify and um i'm just i'm trying to engage with the people who are actually listening to the podcast is what i want to do so that's cool um also i guess i'll flag this with you guys um who are listening to this podcast and whether you've been listening just recently or if you've been listening for a long time it sounds like I'm going to end the podcast. I'm not. I'm never going to fucking stop doing this podcast. But with Still Not Drunk, that's going to be the main podcast now. 
And at some point in the next few months, the plan is to put this podcast on a Patreon. So if you want to keep listening to this podcast in the future, I think it's, I'm going to probably make it at five bucks a month. Um, and it kind of makes me sad to think about doing that because I don't know. I just, I think about the people who have been listening to this for a long time and you know who you are. And, uh, I would hate to have you think that I'm not grateful for you for like listening to this. Um, and supporting me just with, by the fact that I know that you're listening, but, um, I guess, I don't know. I can't keep doing it for free. That's it. I can't. I mean, I can, I would do this forever. I know, I know (laughs) it's not true. I know that I would do this forever. Um, I've, I've learned that about myself and this podcast since doing it when it dipped down to like 30 listeners at the end of 2020 or one or whenever the fuck that was. God, that was terrifying. Uh, um, but uh, I just, I, I got to figure out ways to start making money. And my three-pronged approach to making money now in my mind is coaching, teaching people how to get funny out of their stories, public speakers, writers, whoever, to the podcast and a Patreon so the main podcast, still not drunk every week, interviewing people about drinking and their life and where drinking fits into their life. Um, and then having a Patreon with this podcast being like a more personal kind of journal podcast for people who like still not drunk and want to know more about me or just want another thing to listen to. I'll probably do some other stuff on it. Um, that'll bring me on to James Donald Forbes McCann very shortly. Actually, you know what? It will. Yesterday, or number three, sorry, the third way to make money is touring stand-up and, um, you know, maybe trying to get some corporate work, stuff like that. I don't know. I was, um, more thoughts on that to come, but um, touring stand-up is, I think, ultimately going to be a very small portion of my income. Um, as much as I thought that it would be all of my income, I don't think it is. I don't think it's viable. I don't think as a business, it's something that I can invest all of my hopes into. It's just, it doesn't work. So, um, yeah, whatever. Anyway, James Donald Forbes McCann, (coughs) the James Donald Forbes McCann catamaran plan. I was listening to it yesterday I mean, McCann's one of the best comics. He's so funny, so original. He has a completely unique voice and um, his podcast is, it's about him trying to buy a boat. And my, uh, and I mean, I guess it defies analysis, but here I go trying to analyze it. To me, it's almost like the story of a man (coughs) who just wants to make money. And I feel like him and I have the same story he's just he's openly he's he's open and he's kind of completely honest about the fact that he just needs money and uh you know he has a family he has a wife he has children and he needs to support those people and he is i think a similar kind of person to me and that he just cannot work a job he can't do it there's just fucking i don't know what it is man some people we just like, I wish, I fucking wish I could. I wish I could just get a job and just fucking clock in, but I, I just get too angry. I'm fucking, I've talked about this already. He's the same. He's had jobs. He studied law. 
all of that. He's very smart, but he just, yeah, doesn't make money. And um, he started this podcast out of desperation. If you haven't listened to it, go fucking listen to it, man. Episode zero is live on air talking with two other comics, the inception of the podcast, and it's fucking unreal. They have the idea for the podcast and the name of the podcast like live you hear them have it you hear the excitement and then the next week is just the first episode and then the arc of the podcast the premise is he wants to buy a boat he wants five hundred thousand dollars so that he can buy a boat (laughs) i mean just say that out loud to yourself He wants, what's the podcast? This dude wants 500 grand so he can buy a boat. (laughs) And he's just trying to figure out how to buy a boat, you know? (laughs) And the most recent episodes, he's like, I've noticed that we've got fans in Canada and I want to go to Canada because I want to do shows in North America, but I'm not allowed to because of the visa. So instead... I'm going to go to Canada and do shows there um, because it's an easier way to do it with a visa. You can do it. So he goes, I've noticed there are 10 fans in Canada. So uh, each and, and they're in eight different places. So I'm going to do episodes about each of the eight different places to try and win more fans in those places so I can go there and do a show. The first place where I have 100 fans, I'll go there and do a show. <laughs> And he's just like, oh, go fucking listen to it, man. But then I went back. I, I listened to the most recent three and then I went back to, I think when I started listening, I got up to like 10 or something. So it's been doing it for like a year and a half. So I went back to episode 10 and just listened to like 10 in a row. And um, man, it's so, it's it's like the authenticity and the the honesty with which he is going about just trying to make money and it's something that we all struggle with you know everyone i think i mean i know i fucking think about it so much and i'm sure to some extent everyone thinks about money and how how you're going to make money how you're going to be secure how you're going to provide for your family and the people you care about and create the life that you want and um you know still be happy and do the things that you love and and that's all he's trying to do <laughs> and he but he just has these insane <laughs> insane schemes and ways of doing it i don't know man i don't know if i can sum it up any better than that just go and fucking let do yourself a favor honestly go and listen to the james donald forbes mccann catamaran plan it's uh it's truly peerless i think um i think that might be it man is there anything else i want to say on the pod this week I think the podcast this week is called Imagine Having a Thought. Um, Oh, you know what? I've got a very funny thing to read to you guys. I'll do that in a second. What's the photo for this week? The photo for this week. The photo for this week is going to be... Nah, not that. That's shit. That's shit. Fucking what good photos have you taken this week? Oh, people taking pictures. Here we go. I got a people taking pictures. Yeah, you know what? That might be a bit crook, but who gives a fuck? I've got a people taking pictures. A mum taking a photo of her kid on the beach. Um, it'll be Google Deep Train. Oh, you know what? Yeah, and I'll zoom it out a little bit because there's just a weird chick standing there 
with her shoes behind them. I don't know. It's a photo of the beach. What do you fucking want? Um, <laughs> and the, and that's going to be the photo. And the title for this week is going to be Imagine Having a Thought. Now, here as a nice little finale to the podcast, <clears throat> there's a gig in uh, St. Kilda at St. Kilda Cellars called um, the Comedy Cellar in St. Kilda, whatever the fuck, Comedy in the Cellar. And uh, someone posted this review to a group chat here. Um, This is the review and then I'll post the reply to the review. The review from someone called Jason Fiddler have to say uh, about St Kilda Cellars and Wine Bar, have to say it used to be a cool, truly local place, but now is a poor PC version with overpriced drinks and a stand-up night with comedians as funny as a, and then all capitals, STD all in, all star, and that is laughing generous. Doesn't even make sense. Comedians as funny as a STD all in all, one star, and that is generous. Okay. And then they also commented, only thing funny about this is how shit it is. Like the first thing, and then they commented that on their own thing. And then Comedy in the Cellar replied, Jason, if we have any questions about 4chan, how to carry out mass shootings, Jordan Peterson or remaining a virgin will be in touch. In the meantime, it's a free show out the back of a bottle shop. Relax. Yes, fucking get him, man. Oh my God. And the thumbs up after relax. (laughs) Relax with a thumb up. Oh, it's fucking brutal, man. That's the podcast for this week. That is it. If you're liking it, give us five stars on iTunes, on Spotify. Do it quick um, because this will be behind a paywall one day and then you won't be able to. And then if you don't do it, if I don't get... No, I'm not going (laughs) to... That. Guys, if I don't yeah. have 55 star reviews by Christmas, you know what's going to happen. <laughs> All right. I love you guys. Thanks very much for yeah. listening. It's been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. This shit really a dream. Hey, but I'm wide awake. <laughs> Boss Market Blues, hooping with holes in my shoes. I'd be damned if I lose. We didn't get to choose. Of course we had loose screws We never had the tools Still found the fix Came far from mugging in my pits Far from seeing my woman as my bitch Made it through the worst days Remember the times I shared birthdays We don't judge books off the first page Gotta read the whole thing Gotta hear the whole track Had to give up everything I needed my soul back Had to get my mind right Had to get my heart strong Made it to the checkout line To see my cart gone Who can you blame when the shame is your own fault? What's a disease when you plagued by your own thoughts? Hard to keep faith when you nailed to your own cross Stop it Yeah, hey. And I heard him say, nothing's ever promised tomorrow today. <laughs> yeah, and I heard him say, nothing's ever promised tomorrow today. Yeah, and I heard him say, nothing's ever promised tomorrow today. Hey, and I heard him say, nothing's ever promised tomorrow today. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Say, nothing's ever promised tomorrow today. Mm-hmm.